0: From the Cairo Radio Newsroom in Seattle, I'm Dave Ross, and these are the Ross Files. As you know, there are programs all over the country to give certain advantages to businesses that are owned by minorities. And that is the nature of Ralph Taylor's case, which he wants to bring to the Supreme Court of the United States. Now, Ralph, you look to me like a uh, white guy. Mm-hmm. Is that fair enough?
1: Um visually, you could say that. Visually
0: you're a white guy. But you had a you had a genetic test done and what did it discover about
1: you? Um 9% Caucasian, 6% Native American and 4% black.
0: Black. Mm-hmm. That's surprising. But uh okay, the test is the test. You run a business. What's your business? Uh, Ryan Insurance Group and you do what?
1: I'm a broker. For commercial insurance.
0: For commercial insurance. So you work with businesses. Correct. And you wanted to get a uh, state contract?
1: It was. uh, The Seattle Tunnel Project was a contract I was hoping to get if I had gotten this. Plus, I can help the other businesses I work with that need these Mm -hmm. DBE percentages. So the
0: 99 Tunnel. You were looking for work on that.
1: Well, the 99 Tunnel didn't hit their DBE numbers, so it was...
0: Now, DBE is, is disadvantaged. disadvantaged
1: Business Enterprise, which they, I think it was 22% that they needed to hit as far as mm-hmm. minority contractors, and they were like at 2%. If I, I mean, I may be off on that number, but that's what I remember it as.
0: And so you figured you would try to file as a minority contractor to help them meet their goal?
1: Correct, do the insurance for that, for, I mean, because the brokers, we all have access to the same product, so it would have just been my... If it ran through my books. Then it would have been DB percentages. If mm-hmm. all right, so
0: was. I get it. So in other words, you you felt that based on your genetic test mm-hmm. showing you to be partly black, mm-hmm. you could fulfill the tunnel project's requirement for a minority business.
1: Part of it. Part of the percentages. Right.
0: So what did you do? You
1: applied. I applied, or when I originally did the application, I applied as an MBE which is a minority business enterprise for the state of Washington mm-hmm. and we went through the uh, uh you know the process initially they denied it then we litigated it and right before we got the opportunity to go to litigation they reversed their position and certified me as a They certified you. Yeah, so I'm certified in the state of Washington as a black and I'm certified in all 50 states cuz my birth certificate says I'm black.
0: Now what made them change their
1: minds? I'm assuming that they didn't want to get in front of a, and this is just my opinion, I'm assuming they didn't want to be in front of a jury and having be asked questions about the program and in and of itself. But what are the officials, opinion. What do you, I mean, you met them face-to-face? I've never met anybody face-to-face. This
0: has all been done by mail? By or? mail and attorneys. And attorneys. So did they ever see a picture of you? They have a picture of me. Oh, well, so was that their original Basis for the determination that you were not black. Correct. Huh. But what convinced them was when you sent them the genetic information.
1: What convinced them? They no, they had the genetic information to begin with. So what convinced them that was, in my opinion, was that they were heading to court, and they were going to get deposed.
0: And they didn't want to go to court.
1: They didn't. In my opinion, they didn't want to go to court.
0: Now you're aware of the intent of the of the program to. Uh, require that a certain percentage of business go to minority firms, right?
1: Oh, the the intent of what the program is and what the what is happening are two different things.
0: Well, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, I mean if you want to look at the intent, the intent was to help socioeconomically dif- disadvantaged individuals, and if if they have no guidelines to determine who is a socioeconomically disadvantaged individual, then you could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars and still qualify for that program. So it's someone that, you know, like Michael Jordan's son, who may be worth millions, he gets preferential treatment over somebody that is not part of that program. Because of the
0: way the law is written. Because which the says way the law is written. If you can prove yourself to be a certain race, it is presumed that you are disadvantaged. Correct. Right but I believe the law also says, if it turns out that despite your race, you are rich. You don't have to get the
1: preference right. But they don't. In my, you'd have to go through the books and talk to them. But I haven't seen anybody denied based on socioeconomic. That I. So can find.
0: that's so. In other words, uh, that part of the law is not being enforced. They don't go back and check to see whether you truly are disadvantaged if you present yourself as being a minority.
1: They don't have any. They don't have any guidelines to determine what is socioeconomically disadvantaged. I
0: see. So are you saying that there are other company owners just as white as you who are getting minority contracts? There,
1: I've audited most of the country, and based on the audits that I've looked at and based on the percentages of what I could see, there's tens of thousands of visually Tens ca- of thousands? Tens of thousands across the country that are visually Caucasian that are getting through uh, as minorities. And again, the, uh, the uh, definitions are are ripe for uh, abuse.
0: Well, uh, have they all done genetic testing? Is that how they justify this?
1: Well, some of them, you don't... None of the definitions have any bearing... Any of the federal definitions have no bearing whatsoever on physical traits. So So what does it say? For black, it says, be able to prove your ancestral background to the continent of Africa. For Hispanic, it says to embrace the Hispanic culture regardless of race. So you could be Hispanic and have no Hispanic background whatsoever. Or Native American we you know there's a guy who got certified who's, you know, visually very Caucasian, who's one two hundred and fifty six Native American and he's got a tribal card. And he he was certified.
0: How'd you find out about this?
1: I did a public records request.
0: So you um, suspected this for a long time?
1: I suspected from day one.
0: Did you feel you were being discriminated against for being white?
1: I know I was discriminated in my opinion from being white.
0: So this was a way to change that system? Is that what this is about?
1: The the the, what it's about is to expose the system and if you know, Washington citizens should and the US citizens should understand that those definitions are arbitrary and capricious in my opinion. And if everybody's going to get in that that are visually Caucasian that are getting in, then the rules have to be rewritten to make it so that someone is socioeconomically disadvantaged that they are getting the help they get. I mean if you look at the twenty fourteen uh, US Census, Asian Americans and Indians from, you know, the kind of India have almost a two to one median income above Caucasian Americans, but they're still getting preferential treatment. So the majority of the people inside that uh, may have a two to one median income over Caucasians and they're getting preferential treatment and they're not being asked about socioeconomic position.
0: Why wouldn't blacks in particular, you know, seeing what you've seen? But basically, what you're saying is a lot of white people like you are abusing the system.
1: I'm not abusing the system. I haven't taken a dime from the system. All right. So
0: Are being uh, allowed in as non-white. Why wouldn't black people be criticizing the system then?
1: They should be criticizing the system. But I, you know, it should be, everyone should be criticizing the system because these definitions are, you know, Black is having an ancestral background to the continent of Africa. That applies to everybody. That applies to everybody. At
0: least from what we know now. Maybe at the time it was written, but now there's yeah there's proof that we all came from Africa.
1: Correct, and you know my my opinion is that it needs to be retooled, and it needs to be based on socioeconomic and geographical footprint. So you're
0: happy to have this based on disadvantage, uh, in terms of what not having. Well, I can, or... You
1: can look at a you can look at the at uh, somebody's tax returns and make an objective decision versus mm-hmm. looking at somebody's color and fiscal. Well, what you're saying
0: they don't even look at anybody's color.
1: Well, they if you I mean I've had somebody after they heard the interview on uh, Lars Larson doing an audit. They said they did an audit on the state of Washington, asking for the the pictures of the people that have been certified and the state wouldn't give it to them. So if, you know, why are you not giving the pictures of the people that have been certified? What is it? What are you, you know, trying to hide or why can't you give the, you know, the physical characteristics of the people that have been certified? So that's a question that, you know, I would address and it's not just Washington state because I audited the rest of the country. It's national. So it's it's an issue that either the rest of America gets to know, and the rest of the Washingtonians and the rest of the U.S. citizens get to know that this is an, is happening out there. So if you if there's an advantage to it, then everybody should know, and everybody should be able to partake in it, and not just the people that know about the system that stumble across the system or are connected to the system. I mean, I stumbled across this, you know years ago. And then I, after looking into it, I got a very bad taste in my mouth and I just chose to do something about it.
0: You were granted a disadvantaged business enterprise certification by the state, but the feds treated you differently, right?
1: Well, the, the state gave me the minority business enterprise. So as Uh I sit here right now and in the office, I'm black Uh and Native American and Caucasian. So that's, so then I applied to the, the same department that administers the state program, administers the federal program. So the person who certified me as, as black in the state of Washington looked at the exact same paperwork, exact same picture, and determined that I wasn't black. So I'm now in a quandary, and this is why we're going to the Supreme Court, is I'm black in Washington state, black in all 50 states, but not black federally. So I I'm driving down East Lake from your office, I'm black. I get on I5 which is a federal highway. I become <laughs> black. I get off, I become white again. Or I become white and then I become right. black again. So
0: you're black on the interstate, but you are uh, I'm white on, on the on, interstate. You're white on the interstate, but you're black on the local road. Correct. Uh, and and this was the same person making this exact decision. Well, but well, there must be some different criteria that was cited. Was no,
1: it's, the definition is the same. She said that I don't look black, but she also said that I was black on the the state. Well, I don't get that then. What, well, what? it's it's a question that needs to be addressed. I mean, we've uh, you know I've litigated this. Uh, you know, initially, it was just to try to go to court. So nobody's letting me go to court. One of the biggest issues is you know there's facts of law here that need to be. Hashed out is how can I be black and Caucasian at the same time? Right. but nobody is letting me go to court. Well,
0: but I went to a court hearing. You were...
1: that was a court hearing to be able to go to court to go mm-hmm. to in front of a jury and to be able to oppose everybody and get everybody in front of a jury. Mm-hmm. But nobody's letting me go to. They won't court. let you do that. So Not you're applying to the
0: Supreme now. Court now.
1: I'm applying to the Supreme Court, and the three issues at the Supreme Court is you know one is going to be. Uh, how can I be basically black and Caucasian at the same time? How can I be black federal, or white federally, or Caucasian federally and black, you know, in all the states? So And then so you're s- asking
0: the Supreme Court for the right to go to court?
1: I'm At this point in time, we're asking the Supreme Court to rule in my favor. We're asking them we're also addressing the arbitrary and capricious nature of racial definitions. So why does why does who gets to decide who you are as a race? Is it the federal government? Is it the state government? I mean there's a state federal issue going on now because the state has said I'm black and the federal government says I'm not. So who's who's who has the right to determine your racial makeup?
0: Well it seems to be this one person.
1: Well, that's, Is well, this that's, the only
0: person in the state who, who makes these determinations, or are there others?
1: There's others that make the determination, but she worked on my file. Right. So they're...
0: Did you ask to be uh, given another person to oh, work no, on your file? You
1: no, know, I mean, we, when, I, when she turned me down, I mean, we've taken you know all the legal processes we can. We, you know, she turned me down, and she was acting on the Department of Transportation's behalf. So we appealed to the Department of Transportation. This is the Federal Department of Transportation? Correct. Okay. And they said, well, uh, you know, we're really busy. We have up to a year to get, or I think a year or nine months to get to the case, to my, to my file. So about a week before they had run out of time, they got a hold of us. You know, this is not verbatim, but they got a hold of us and said, if we're really busy. We'll get to this when we get to it. And they're held to a legal standard that they have to get to these files in such amount of time. So we had no end game; they had no end timeline for when my file would be looked at. So we had I had to litigate against the Department of Transportation mm-hmm. to force them to make a decision on my file. And
0: what did they decide? Uh,
1: they decided that I wasn't.
0: And based on
1: again, based on a picture.
0: Oh, so, they looked at your picture and they saw that you were white and decided you weren't well, they, black. They, so, somebody did finally look at your picture.
1: Then. Well, no, they've always looked at my picture. Oh. But uh, they said, well, you don't appear to be black. And it's like, but again, the definition for black is having an ancestral background to the continent of Africa. There's no issues of physical traits. But also a birth certificate, right? I had my birth certificate amended.
0: To, ah. So, you were, your birth certificate did not originally describe you as black.
1: No, it, my, my birth certificate didn't describe me at all. It described anyway. my parents. So, But my, I did a, a DNA. What did it describe your parents as? As Caucasian. Okay, well. But then I did my dad, we did a, a DNA test on him, and he's from Virginia, the, you know, the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. Uh-huh and he came back with more black than I had and Native American and Caucasian. So, so you had your
0: birth certificate amended?
1: I had it amended to reflect my... How did you do that? I didn't know you regist- could do that. Birth certificates are are tools of self-identification, and they are subject to whatever you want to put on there.
0: Huh. So you could have amended it even if you weren't black and had no because, genetic information.
1: Uh, when, I, when I called the state of California to have it amended, that's where I was born, They, I told them what the... Uh, Situation was, and I said, "Well, I want to have it amended to reflect my my oral history and my genetic history." And right. the uh, the person that was, you know, taking the uh, taking the call said, "That's fine. We can do that. You just need to send this affidavit in." And he has then he made the statement, "If if you want, you can go ahead and change your sex at the same time. If you want to put put that in there as well." Wow. So I could have gone from a Caucasian male to black female with the stroke of a pen.
0: Well, you don't look like a female to me, but then who knows?
1: Again, that's that's completely irrelevant on birth certificates.
0: Um, All right. So, well, I mean, the whole idea is we don't want to discriminate against people, but I guess that's a little ironic because the legislation does attempt to right an historic wrong by a form of discrimination, which you feel has worked against you in this case.
1: Well, it's... I had the opportunity to to take this multiple times, the the federal certification. Uh-huh. So, but I would have had to do things that. You know, after looking at them, I was not. It did not leave a good taste in my mouth. Like mind. what? Well, I could have gotten the birth certificate, you know, amended at any time prior to submitting the file. But I didn't think that I should have to. If they know that birth certificates are amendable. I shouldn't have to jump through all the hoops, mm-hmm. and they should just take my word and my genetics. So you stuff.
0: think, but you think at this point you could take the amended birth certificate to the federal official, and be certified as a minority business
1: well, at this point in time. the the federal officials and the state officials are, I'm not too high up. They're right on there. to you, huh? They're I'm <laughs> not too high, but if somebody else, uh, say a Caucasian business owner is listening and he wanted to get the certification. What he would do is just get his genetic code looked at with the chain of custody, and then revise his birth certificate to reflect anything he wants on. But that. I, leave,
0: I believe there are other provisions though that use phrases like "is living in a certain cultural milieu," is uh, is oh. treated like somebody of the race they claim to well, be, then, et cetera. Then
1: is Snoop Dogg and Condalisa Rice in the same? sphere of of culture one's a a stanford professor one's a hip-hop so i'm thinking culture has not you can say that there's a black culture but all of our cultures are intermixed we all you know we all look at things that are you know different whether or not it's you know how you dress, how you look, right? Music you listen to, so that. Culture. But you're right; it's
0: hard to specify. But aren't there some things that still fit in the "I know it when I see it" category?
1: Well, if that's the case, then then they have to retool it, and then who gets to objectively decide who is and who isn't without any objective definitions? Just because, I mean, I could say, you know, you know, ABC, this guy over here, ABC looks like a pedophile. Should we throw him in jail because he looks like a pedophile, or he looks well like... you're
0: choosing a pejorative description
1: well yeah, but i'm but the the point is we're taking we're looking at somebody visually. I mean, if you go through the tribes, the Native American tribes, the amount of Caucasians that you'll find is you know tribes have the ability to bring in anybody they want, so tribes you know, I was directed to a tribe to get enrolled as mm-hmm. a tribal member. I just chose. Chose not to, because my goal is to to show America and the Washingtonians that you know, this system is is broken and it needs to be fixed.
0: So, if it were up to you, would you eliminate the uh, all the boxes on the various applications for ethnicity and race, census would, form, everything?
1: Well, it, 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 they don't matter. They're self-identifying. So you can put in there anything you want. So as a country, you know, if someone's 50% black and 50% Caucasian, they get to choose which one they want. So if it's a self-identification with a choice, why do we even have it? And if there's Caucasian Hispanics and Caucasian Native Americans, then where's that line and where's the objective law? I mean, we're a democracy that needs the rule of law, and the rule of law needs objective definitions. And if the
0: idea it. is to make sure that we do not discriminate, number one, and that we correct the historic outrageous slavery, number two, how do we go about doing it if we ignore race?
1: Well, again, race, is, race can be manipulated. The mm-hmm. definitions can be manipulated. And there's, you know, slavery is 150, 160 years ago. My forefathers were slaves just as much as somebody that looks visually black. So I mean, I traced my lineage through the mm-hmm. Rockingham Historical Society to a, a woman who, uh, in all likelihood, is my grand you know grandmother, many generations removed, who was colored. And my grandfather's birth certificate, as far as ethnicity, has a question mark. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm only it only takes three or four or five generations of what to be removed from a specific race to have if you're not continuing to marry within that or produce within that race for that race to eventually be you know gone out of your visual doesn't matter
0: how you're treated well again you are uh, probably but you are probably and I am probably treated differently uh, we are treated differently as white people than those who are more obviously black
1: well again that that is that due to the fact that we have a pre uh, predisposed idea I mean, and if we get rid of these definitions, if the people that are, you know, I mean, whether or not you're a Louis Farrakhan or the, you know, the KKK, if they're forced, if these definitions are revised to force them to understand that they're all arbitrary, mm-hmm. does some of the ener- negative energy towards race start to go away?
0: So you're thinking that if if you push this far enough, that it would take the air out of groups like the KKK. It
1: will take the air out of them because they can't, if they can't use the law and the def, uh, definitions to divide, mm-hmm. then they don't have any, they really, in my opinion, they don't have any argument other than, you know, the hate. And if you tell people that, hey, you're hating, but you can't really legally hate, then I think that the American citizen is tired of racist racism to begin with. And if, if the Supreme Court says that he's right, then I think there's going to, we can retool the situation, make it be socioeconomically disadvantaged, true socioeconomically disadvantaged based on tax returns and based on geographical footprint of the business. If you've got a uh, depressed area, you can drive money into that area by forcing those businesses to locate in that area to be able to get that benefit. And uh, you'd be okay with that kind of system? I'd be okay. I think that's the way it should be done. I mean, I have no problem helping people. I want to help people, and I do help people. But I, I could have, you know, in all likelihood, taken this. But it, I thought there was a greater good to be done. I walked away from an incredible amount of money, potentially, because I thought there was a greater good here. That could. You were
0: offered to settle it? Huh? You were offered to settle Oh well, no.
1: If I would have taken the certification, mm-hmm. then I would have gotten a lot of business. And- that business would have been a lot of money, but you know I had to step back and say, okay, I see all the racial hatred out there, and that's based on physical traits. And I've stumbled across something that I know that these these, and I had pre you know predisposed ideas as well. And then when I got to look, you know look at the definitions and look at the people that are being certified that are Caucasian, then I got to get involved inside this system, I just saw how ugly it was. And I I basically made a decision to attack the equation. And that's because I think America will be better off by understanding that we don't have, the federal government does not have an objective way to define race. I mean, I'm black and I'm white at the same time. And I could look at you and say, you look Asian to me. And you wouldn't be able to prove that you're not. You couldn't use your birth certificate because they're amendable. And anything else is just going to be subjective. So it's it's a subjective viewpoint of race. And it's not an objective. And our law, our country needs the rule of law.
0: So who is paying
1: for all this? I am. Out of what? The, out of my pocket. How much does it cost you so far? A lot. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of dollars.
0: Hundreds of thousands of dollars.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, There's people that have given a lot more for our country than just money. So it's to me, it's not— This is worth it to you. This is worth it to me. I'll be dead in 10, 20, 30 years, and my children and my children's children and everybody else's children have to live with inside this system. There was a little 9-year-old girl in Alabama, a little black girl, who had some Caucasian friends, and she got teased so bad about having Caucasian friends, she hung herself. And that, you know, that to me, the people who are pro- continuing to produce these subjective viewpoints are responsible for that, in my opinion. Now, I I just think that, you know, if we could do a DNA test on every child in the country. None of them are going to come back 100% anything. Yeah. That, would, that would start to make the country understand it's like race does not matter. I mean, socioeconomic is the issue that is at hand. Do we want to help socioeconomically disadvantaged people? Of course we do. But we don't want to divide ourselves while we're trying to help people. And if we're helping the wrong people, then it's, it's broken.
0: Do you think you're the wrong kind of person to help?
1: I think I ju- I, this came in front of me, you know, for whatever reason. And then I stumbled across it, and the more I dug, and the more I dug, and the more ugly it became to me. I just said, I am I can bring this to.
0: So this became sort of your accidental mission.
1: This became an accidental mission.
0: mm when do you find out whether the Supreme Court takes your case?
1: Well I've I'm the Supreme Court there's some parameters they look at on whether or not they take the t- case. One is if if a story's run in the Washington Post, LA Times, the Chicago Tribune, or uh the New York Times. So and I've ran in two of those and then mm-hmm. the it's going to be have there been amicus briefs by third parties, the amount of amicus briefs. So I'm I'm sending my case along with the, you know, some other notes and the, the pictures of, of the people that have been certified that are Caucasian to all the law school deans and their staff asking for amicus briefs one way or the other. And then I've got a list of about 10,000 attorneys across the, wow. the country I'm going to send it to, too, and say, you know, do you want to help me, you know, or try to stop me, but put something in for me are
0: you worried that your case would be used as fodder by either the far right, you know, the daily stormer type people or by the radical left?
1: Oh, they're, they're, you know, they're entitled to their opinion. I'm trying to take their, I'm trying to take their emotional energy away from them. So, I mean, I've had multiple death threats because of this. So it's, now, I'm just trying to get to the end and let everybody understand. Death threats based on because they people love race, they love to hate, and I'm taking their I'm taking their legal reason to hate away. And if I, if I win, then everybody has to start looking at each other as as United States citizens and human beings, versus these uh, arbitrary and capricious definitions. Then I think that. That is better for you know the state of Washington and the the rest of the country. If you can, if you, in my opinion, I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but you know, it's it just does no good for to the country to have these definitions. And yes, people have been have been disenfranchised, and but you know, we can help on it. We can come together versus the division that's out there. Now you can't go a day without. You know reading something about racial hate and i'm you know i i think the rest of the country's sick of it too and i just figured i'd do something that i thought i could do hmm.
0: well i guess it's a good thing you're an insurance broker because it means you have insurance right
1: yeah <laughs> i actually went <laughs> on and got more life insurance did you
0: <laughs> I'm not surprised ralph taylor of uh, orion insurance uh, thank you for coming and thank uh, you. explaining your story Remember that when there's a longer version of the interviews on Seattle's Morning News, you can usually find it right here in the original form, unconstrained by the limitations of a live broadcast. And you can subscribe so that when someone says, did you hear what was on Seattle's Morning News? You can say, not only that, I heard the part that wasn't on Seattle's Morning News. So my advice is to subscribe. And then when we talk to an author, a politician, an entrepreneur, an artist, a scientist, a teacher, a journalist, a celebrity, you'll hear every word. I'm Dave Ross. Thanks for tuning in.